Play vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. I'm a real American, fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American, fight for what's right, fight for God, I tell you, I, that song just gets to me. You know, just gets to me. Every it gets me all pumped up, gets me all excited. Every time Darla hears it, she hops up out of the lounge chair, scrubs all the chicken scraps off her, hops into bed, and she just is, you know, ready to go. She's prime, as some kids would say. Welcome everybody to the BHB tonight. This is your host, Donnie. Dick shot, and we're going to be talking about week eight in the BHB. A lot of things happening. A lot of players had some great weeks this week, so we'll get right into that. We'll talk about the upcoming preview for week nine. We had a team clinch a spot in the playoffs. That's right. We are going to talk about playoff baseball in this episode, and we're going to get, of course, into some Darla time. So sit back, relax, enjoy the ride. This week this in the BHB. All right, and as the intro says, this is this week in the BHB, so we'll be going over all three series uh, that happened in week eight. Uh, so we'll be going over the crickets versus the cazadores, the mad pandas and the turkeys, and then also the steamers and the man meats. So let's just jump right into the crickets and cazadores series. Uh, this series was a 3-1 series victory for the cazadores. Uh, so let's just jump right into the highlights and see what happened exactly. Uh, this game, the first one was a close one. Uh, the Cazadores wound up winning this game 2-1. to one. Uh, it, There was no score going to the top of the fifth when Parker Thomas smacks a double to deep center over Joey Phillips' head to score a run. Uh, Joey Phillips actually mentioned in the chat earlier that he's been having a rough week. Uh, you know, his player has been having a rough week, not hitting the ball. Great. Not feeling the ball. Great. Uh, so that was kind of proof right there. You know, he let that ball just get sailed right over his head. Uh, so it stayed that score until the bottom of the seventh when biscuit basher smashed a solo shot to tie the game in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, so this game ended up staying that way. It went into extra innings. We have to go all the way to the bottom of the 13th inning to finally get some action. That was when Trent Williams took a 1-0 fastball 460 feet deep to right center to win the ball game for the Cazadores. So Anita K now took the win. She pitched two innings, gave up a hit, had one strikeout. Pitchwell pitched an inning and two-thirds, gave up three hits, that one-earned run, which was a solo shot, and two strikeouts. Some key stats, Thomas Noble going two for four, Parker Thomas with that RBI double, uh, Biscuit Basher one for four with a home run in the ribby, and then Trent Williams one for five with that game-winning home run in RBI. So game two was a different story. The Crickets came in. They were really excited. They were trying to get back on track, and we also got to hear the big man. So the big man 
was on the call for the game two of each series. So just want to give a shout out to the big man. Hopefully uh, next week we'll get to hear you more. Um, whenever you guys get a get, a, get an open moment, hit up the big man. Let him know in general chat. Let him know in his direct DMs, whatever you want to do. Let him know that he's been doing a pretty good job. He's he's the hell of an announcer. He does a very good job of you know being able to decipher what's going on. So kudos to you, big man. So hopefully we'll be able to hear you soon. But this game was all crickets. The crickets had a 6-1 lead going into the ninth inning. It ended up being 8-4, uh, but the Casadores tried to make a comeback, but they just couldn't. So the crickets took game two. Uh, Bart Danielson pissed a gym, eight in the third innings, gave up three hits, one earned run, and seven strikeouts. Jade Richards took the loss, six innings pitched, ten hits, six earned runs, and two strikeouts. So going over some of the key stats, Thomas Noble, three for five with two home runs and three RBIs. Parker Thomas going three for five with a home run and two RBIs and Isaac hands. Uh, that's a name that I have not mentioned on this show yet. Not sure if this is your debut or not, but welcome to the BHB. My man, you went two for four with an RBI. So you really helped the crickets win that ball game. Biscuit Basher one for four with a home run and RBI for the Cazadores and dusty crust went two for four with a home run and three RBIs. So game three went right back to the Cazadores. They got an early start thanks to a solo shot by Jamie Borges. The game was tied one-to-one until Trent Williams hit a solo shot to right to make it two-to-one, and then Biscuit Basher extended that with a home run as well. The Crickets added another run, but it just wasn't enough as the Cazadores took game three, four-to-two. So Thomas Simpson pitched seven to two-thirds innings, gave up eight hits, two earned runs, one walk, three strikeouts. William Thompson took the loss, seven innings pitched, five hits, four earned runs, and one strikeout. Uh, Samir Woods actually got the save in that game as well, so good job by Samir Woods to lock it down. Uh, some key stats in that, Mighty Bunts Jr., welcome to the BHB as well, went three for four with a home run and an RBI. Parker Thomas went two for four, and Thomas Noble with an RBI in that game as well. Jamie Borges, as we already talked about, two for four with a home run in the ribby. Biscuit Basher, one for three with a home run in the RBI. And Trent Williams, one for three with a home run and two RBIs. So game four was all Casadores. Uh, sequel Injection pitched a six-hit gem. Uh, Dusty Crust led the way with a home run and three RBIs. Bob Marley added an RBI as well. Not much to tell on the cricket side of the offense as Parker Thomas went two for four. That was pretty much about it. And the Casadores win the series with a 5 nothing victory. So Sequel Injection, as I said, nine-inning complete game. Six hits, one walk, two strikeouts. Luther Wilson, seven innings pitched, seven hits, five earned runs, one walk, three strikeouts. So some key stats in there. Parker Thomas went two for four. Jamie Borges went three for four for the Cazadores. And then Dusty Crest went two for three with a home run and three ribbies. And Bob Marley with an RBI. So just want to point this one out that Dusty Crest had a hell of a series. Biscuit Basher had a hell of a series. Trent Williams had a hell of a series. Uh, so there could be some uh, nominations right there for the player of the week. Uh, just wanted to put that out there. So let's go right to the next series, which is going to be the man meats and the turkeys. This series was almost swept by the turkeys. I mean, they're just, they're the number one team. I mean, there's, there's just no doubt about it. Uh, so game one, the turkeys took the game seven to one. As I said, it was all turkeys. No other way around it. This will be a theme 
going forward. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Steve Stevens pitched a complete game. Jim McTingle led the way for the turkeys with three RBIs. And Tom Schaefer had a home run and two RBIs. So Steve Stevens took the win, as I said. Nine innings pitched, six hits, one earned run, one strikeout. Peter McLongfellow took six and two-thirds innings pitched, 11 hits, seven earned runs, and one strikeout. Devin Anthony leading the way for the Mad Pandas went two for three with an RBI and Jimmy Dingers went two for four uh, in that game. So like I said, not much to really tell Tom Schaefer three for four with a home run and two RBIs Mick Tingle two for four with three RBIs and Steve Stevens helping his own cause by adding an RBI to this as well. So game two, this was a tie game. Uh, this was a tie game up until the six when Max Chapman knocked in a run. McTingle added an RBI in the same inning, and that's pretty much all she wrote. So the Turkeys took a, take a 2-0 series lead with a 2-0 victory. Jack Ringer, eight and a third innings pitched, five hits, no word runs, three strikeouts. Dickie Rodriguez, six and a third innings pitched, seven hits, two word runs, two strikeouts, and Zimbabwe cash money getting the save. I'm thinking that's he's leading the league in saves, probably. Uh, the only highlight that I can even find on the Mad Panda side was Jimmy Dingers going two for four uh, in that ball game. Salvatore cash money going two for four. Max Chapman with an RBI and Mick Tingle one for four with an RBI. So in in the Irvington clubhouse, there was a lot of anger. You know, we were a better team than what we were playing. I mean, only scoring one run in two games, our offense is better than that. So we wanted to come out in game three and really just show the show the BHB that, you know what, we're not going to take this series lying down. So the Mad Pandas finally did something in this series. This game was all Mad Pandas. James Pressing took all that vibe that was in the, in the clubhouse that day and put it towards the towards the turkeys went the distance shutting out the turkeys there's a total team effort all around as four players had an rbi each for the mad pandas as they took game three to avoid the sweep james pressing complete game seven hits zero earned runs four strikeouts it's very hard to strike out or very hard to shut out the turkeys so Kudos to my man's chain pressing. Herschel Hershey took the loss, five innings pitch, seven hits, three earned runs, one walk, three strikeouts. Jimmy Dinger's going one for four with an RBI. Aaron Ozare, Easy Breezy, and Devin Anthony with an RBI each. And Tom Schaefer and Salvatore Cash Money with went two for four in that ball game. Game four, this went right back to the Turkeys. Uh, the Turkeys started out hot with a two-run shot and the third by Tom Schaefer. Ricky Rodriguez tried to help the comeback efforts with a solo shot of his own, make it a two-to-one. But the Turkeys just proved to be too much, adding runs in the next two innings to make it four-to-one. Ended up winning the ball game five-to-three and taking the series three games to one. Uh, so Andrews took the win, pitching six and two-thirds, giving up six hits, two earned runs, one walk, and two strikeouts. Aaron Ozark giving up six innings pitched, 10 hits, five earned runs, and one strikeout. John Andrews gets the save for the Turkeys. Ricky Rodriguez, as I said, three for four with a home run and two RBIs. Aaron Ozari with an RBI. Tom Schaefer went two for four with an RBI, or with two RBIs, I apologize. Angle Smith went three for four with an RBI, and Jacob Parfield with an RBI. Uh, so, But I will say that at least I won something against the Turkeys this season. Devin Anthony, wherever you are, buddy, you have been a savior for the Mad Pandas. You've ever since we've traded for you, we traded Big Al, which we'll get to Big Al here later on. But um, 
you've been, you've been really good since since we picked you up. So I do thank you for your efforts. Um, but this game, this series was just all turkeys. Uh, you know, they're the best team in the league for a reason. So rolling right into the last series, probably the series that everybody was really talking about, the steamers and the man meets last week's dick shot money shot was would the man meets split the series against the steamers. That's a tough, tall order for the man for the man meets. But game one actually gave me a little bit of hope for completing the first dick shot money shot. This was surprising. Last week, I said the man meets with split the series, and Cannonball Punk pitched a brilliant game. Rob Masters hits a solo shot in the fourth, and that was the only scoring of the entire ball game as the man meets took game one, one to nothing. They came in, and Cannonball Punk helped punch the steamers right in the mouth. Cannonball Plunk, eight innings pitched, four hits, three strikeouts. Barry Steak Fries, six and two-thirds innings, four hits, one earned run, six strikeouts. That's the Barry Steak Fries we're used to seeing. Uh, usually goes a little bit longer in games, but it happens. And then Dirty Dan getting the save for the man meets. Uh, some stats, Willie Mays Hayes went two for four. That was pretty much the only highlight I could find considering they only got four hits in the ballgame. Uh, so beautiful pitching by Plunk. And then Rob Masters, obviously one for four with the only run in the ballgame with a home run. So game two flipped right back to the steamers. I mean, obviously they took that shot to the mouth, got pissed off, took a big dump. I imagine probably pretty steamy, I would assume. Their offense finally picked up some steam. Ha <laughs> get it? That was a terrible, terrible attempt at a joke. Darla just told me no for the night after that one. <laughs> but this game was just back and forth, highlighted by Thermos Monsoon with two solo shots. Smashing Jackson hit a solo shot, and Howie Feltersnatch hit a two-run shot in a six to tie the game up. But the Steamers came back through all this thanks to another one of those Thurman Monsoon solo shots. They added two more runs after that to make this a 6-3 ball game. Chet Stedman going eight innings, seven hits, three earned runs, and three strikeouts took him to win. Dexter Jackson, seven innings pitched, seven hits, four earned runs, three strikeouts to take the loss. Thermos Monsoon, as I said, two for four with two solo shots, two RBIs. Jackson Brown went one for four with two RBIs. Smashing Jackson for the man meets went one for four with a home run and an RBI. Howie Felter snatch one for four with a home run and two RBIs. So game three, that steamy onslaught continued as the Steamers jumped out to a two-run lead thanks to some key hits from Willie Mays Hayes and Kevin Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba and Willie Mays Hayes went a combined seven for ten with a home run and four RBIs. Now, obviously, the home run and four RBIs was all Kevin Chumbawamba, but Willie Mays Hayes did go four for five in a ball game. Them two doing what they did, plus having Dong Manningly and Travis Bickle right there kind of resurging himself after being on the bench, they they really showed up today. Uh, Smashing Jackson led the way with a home run and an RBI for the man meets, but there was no man meet magic today, as the big man would say, as the steamers take a 2-1 series lead. So Nuke Lelouch, in his second start of the season, gave up seven or pitched seven and two-thirds innings, gave up eight hits, two earned runs, four strikeouts. Gregory Johnson took the loss, five innings, 12 hits, eight earned runs three strikeouts. So rough, rough go for Gregory Johnson. Uh, Willie Mays Hayes, as I said, four for five. Kevin Chumba, one, but went three for five with a home run and four RBIs. Travis Bickle with home run and three RBIs as well. Smashing Jackson, two for four with a home run. And Howie Felcher Snatch and Guynemer, each with an RBI. Uh, so game four, the steamers, this was the last chance for my dick shot money shot to actually hit. Would it happen? 
Let's see. Let's go to the review and see exactly what happened here. The Steamers jumped out to a 2-0 lead thanks to Dong Mattingly's RBI double and Keva Chumbawamba's RBI single. The Man Meats came back and tied it up in the third thanks to a Carlos Ramos 2-RBI double. So tied the game up 2-2. The Steamers took the lead back in the top of the fifth thanks to a solo shot by William Ace Hayes, and after that, they just never looked back. Ended up getting another run thanks to Jackson Brown RBI, and the Steamers take the game and the series 3-1. So the game, actually the final score was 4-2. They won the series 3-1. So another week of the dick shot money shot being wrong. So I'll tell you this, Darla loves the dick shot money shot. Okay, let's just put it that way. But when it comes to the BHB and the predictions for the dick shot money shot, I'm 0 for 3, boys. 0 for 3. Not good. Kind of like my player is right now in this week in the BHB. Donnie, I mean, I have a hit shit, if I remember correctly. Walter so- Sobchak, I can, I'll never say that name right. Eight innings pitched, six hits, two earned runs, one walk, four strikeouts. Lefty Lemieux, five innings pitched, six hits, three earned runs, one walk. One strikeout. Willie Mays Hayes went three for four with a home run and an RBI. Manningly, Chumbawamba, and Jackson all with an RBI each. To highlight the man meets, like I said before, Carlos Ramos went two for four with two RBIs. It was the only two runs in that ball game. So now we're going to be moving on to the next segment. We're going to be going over the player of the week. It's the BHB player of the week. This is that segment of the player of the week. And kind of going over a few players, we'll just go ahead and highlight a couple of them. Um, actually, probably more than a couple. But uh, So I did get a nomination from some people in the chat, so thank you for that. Uh, some of the nominations for Player of the Week, including James Pressing of the Mad Pandas and Steve Stevens of the Turkeys. Uh, as we, I was explained, both went to distance and pitched the entire game in an absolutely dominant fashion. Pandas and Turkeys both have potent offense, and yet each pitcher found a way to shut them down and take home the well-deserved win. Very true. Uh, I do agree with that 100%. Uh, there was some great you know, pitching performances, like I said, pressing, pretty much shutting out the Turkeys. That's an impressive win. The Steve Stevens coming out, shutting out, you know, giving up a run, I think, in his game. Shutting down the Mad Panda's offense, very good. Those are definitely deserving of Player of the Week. Uh, some other nominations that came in, Biscuit, Basher, and Sequel Injection. Basher had three home runs and was a catalyst for the San Juan offense, while Sequel Injection had a complete game shutout in his first ever start. That's impressive. That was his first start. Like, I, I mean, it, it didn't even hit me until when I read it. I was like, wow, okay, this is this is legit. Like, that's pretty good. So congratulations. Welcome to the BHB, by the way, sequel injection. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever going to shut out a team in their first complete game or in their first game in the BHB. So that's impressive. Um, so congratulations to you. Another player I do want to mention as well in this uh, San Juan ordeal is Trent Williams. Uh, it seems like every time that I went through and looked at games, it was Biscuit Basher, Trent Williams, Biscuit Basher, Trent Williams. I mean, really just helping out the Casadores, especially in this playoff push right now. The Casadores are looking to really trying to jump up a little bit. They're in the fourth spot right now, but they're trying to jump up, maybe try to get to that third spot, the third spot. Maybe they're trying to overtake the man mad pandas who knows um but every time you looked at the at the highlights you had to go back and look at biscuit basher trent williams so in my mind those two are the co 
BHB Tonight Player of the Week. So congratulations to Biscuit Basher. Congratulations to Trent Williams. You guys had a hell of a series against the Crickets. You really kind of elevated the Cazadores up. You gave them three important wins in this playoff push. Yes, Pressing pitched a brilliant game to give us the win. Steve Stevens pitched a brilliant game for the Turkeys, but you know, the turkeys just are a dominant team. You know, there's just no doubt about it. And and yes, pressing did help us not get swept. Um, but when you're looking for player of the week nominations, you're looking for guys that stepped up and really rose their team up. And that was Biscuit Basher and Trent Williams. So congratulations to you guys. You don't get Jack squat, just like the other players did. Uh, maybe you'll get a special phone call from Darla. I don't know. She might do something for you. Who knows? Um, maybe next time she's a San Juan, she's down there in that skimpy bikini eating some shrimp and chicken. But, um, but for right now, you don't get anything, just a little pat on the back and a congratulations. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Holy hell, what? New intro music, new segment. What the fuck is going on here, motherfuckers? <laughs> just kidding. All right, but this is the playoff push. I told you we we're going to be talking some playoff baseball today here on the BHB tonight. Uh, so we're people, if you don't realize what the hell's going on, we're two weeks until the season ends. Like, that's pretty wicked. You know, there are two matchups for each team before the season ends. So not much time to really, you know, get that playoff push. So I want to go over the standings um, and everything else, you know, that's going on right now in the BHB. But first off, on a serious note, this is like a dead serious thing. Um, I want to give a shout out to all the people that are involved in stats. Um too many names to list. Y'all know who you are. Um, but you guys have really done a terrific job stepping in. You know, we had a stats guy and then all of a sudden he left for whatever reason he decided to leave. Um, so we have some people that have stepped up and have really taken ownership of this. And you guys have done a terrific job with the standings, with the new stat sheet, everything else. Um, if you don't have any of that info, if you don't know where that info is, go look through the channel. You will see the stats column, uh, and you can go from there. So want to go over the, the, the standings here. The Kirky Turkeys are at the top spot, and they have clinched a playoff spot. So congratulations to the Kirky Turkeys. They have been the first team that has been picked for the playoffs. And then after that, it's a pretty good race. Uh, but the Kirky Turkeys right now are 23 and nine. Uh, the Cleveland Steamers are in second right now, three games back at 20 and 12. So they can make up some ground. They could possibly be in first place. Who knows? It just depends on how, you know, each team plays the next two weeks. We'll also be going over here in a second, which teams they'd be playing. Uh, the Irvington Mad Panthers are third at 17 and 15. They are six games back of the top spot. Uh, the magic number for them is five. Uh, I do want to also point out that the Cleveland Steamers magic number is two. So they need to, Basically, two wins is what I'm guessing. And if this formula is wrong, please let me know in the chat. Um, but that's the number of games they need to win in order to clinch a playoff berth. Uh, so the magic number is two for the Steamers. The magic number is five for the Mad Pandas. In fourth place right now is the San Juan Casadores at 14 and 18. They are nine games out of the top spot with a magic number of eight. So if the playoffs were to start as of right now, 
those would be your four playoff teams. The Kirky Turkeys, the Steamers, the Mad Pandas, and the San Juan Cazadores. But don't forget about the Lubbock Crickets. The Crickets are in fifth. They are 13 and 19. They are one game behind the San Juan Cazadores. That's why that series that just happened between the Crickets and Cazadores was so vital because that had so much playoff implications for that last spot. Um, obviously, and that's why, you know, Biscuit Basher and Trent Williams were co-players of the week because they really elevated the Cazadores up to where they have a, a, a one game lead on the crickets, but at least they can say right now they are in quote unquote into the playoffs. Uh, like I said, the crickets are 13 and 19, 10 games out of the top spot with their magic number being nine. And then the international man meets are nine and 23, 14 games out, 13 being their magic number. Uh, I, I don't do the math, but I'm going to probably say that the man meets are probably don't have enough man meet magic in order to do anything. So, um, so, you know, that kind of stinks for them, but you know, you never know. I mean, things, weird things have happened in the BHB. Let's just put it that way. Uh, so let's go ahead and go over the schedule going forward. Um, so week nine, that's what week we're in. It's amazing that we're actually into week nine here. So week nine is, you know, for each team, you know, so you have the turkeys will be actually facing the crickets in week nine and then the steamers in week 10. Uh, so that final series against the steamers could be very, very important, especially for positioning of number one versus number two seed, depending on how this week goes. Uh, the steamers obviously will be playing against the Casadores in week nine and the turkeys in week 10. The mad pandas will be going against the international man meets and the love crickets. The crickets will be going against the turkeys and the uh, Mad Pandas, obviously, and the <laughs> I'm going to just it sounds like I'm going to repeat myself again, but the Cazadores will be having the Steamers and the Man Meat. So the Cazadores have really got to step up here in week nine because, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. So, um, you know, should be a very interesting next couple of weeks on this uh, in the BHB. Uh, so let's just get right into uh, the preview for next week in the BHB. Next week in the BHB. So this is the next week in the BHB. Uh, so we're going to go over the games. I've already kind of mentioned them a little bit in the playoff push, uh, but let's just go ahead and do a little bit deeper dive. Uh, so these are the games that will be going from June 1st to the 4th. Uh, so the 1 o'clock game next week will be the Turkeys taking on the Crickets. And then the 1.30 game will be the Cazadores against the Steamers. And then wrapping that up at 2 o'clock is the Mad Pandas and the Man Meats. So let's just jump right into it, man. I mean, the Turkeys and the Crickets. Uh, you know, the Crickets are trying to fight a playoff spot. They're outside looking in right now. So they have really got to step up. I mean, their offense in game two last week against the Cazadores really stepped up. I mean, Parker Thomas, Thomas Noble, these guys have got to step up and hit the ball. I mean, they got to produce some offense. Um, you know, but the Turkeys are the Turkeys. I mean, I just found out last week how tough they could be. Um, so really, for the cricket's sake, they have to get on the board. They have to be able to, uh, you know, get ahead of the turkeys and really have great pitching. That's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be great pitching and great hitting. I know that's easier said than done, obviously, but they're going to have to do what they have to do. Um, for the turkeys, obviously, keep the ball rolling. You're trying to keep pressure 
on the steamers because obviously the steamers are only three games back. They can easily make that up if they play ball just right. And you never know. You could be going into that next week, final epic showdown with the steamers uh, and be tied, you know, <laughs> tied for first going into a series where every game is going to matter, especially when you already have a playoff spot. So, um, you know, should be an, a very interesting series to watch. Uh, the second series that we're going to be talking about is the Cazadores and the Steamers. Uh, as for the Cazadores, like I said, they're they're in the fourth spot. They're barely in right now, but they have a one-game lead on the Crickets. They really have to apply the pressure. I mean, last week they, they took three or four from the Crickets, which was a huge series for them. Biscuit Basher, Trent Williams, they got to play as they're playing right now. Joey Phillips has got to get his head out of his ass and start hitting the ball. I mean, that's just all there is to it. I mean, he's supposed to be one of the leaders of this team. You got to step up and hit. Um, You know, you just got to. So that's going to be a key. Obviously, you know, you're going to have to go up against Barry Steak Fries, Chuck Stemmon, Nuke Lelouch, Walter Schoback. I mean, these guys, you know, that's one of the best rotations, if not the best rotation in all of the BHB. So you really have got to get on them and get on them early uh, and able to win that series and really try to improve your chances in the playoffs. For the Seamers, this is really an important series for the steamers. I mean, it really is because you're back, you're behind three games. You got to win these games because you know that the turkeys are going up against the crickets. And the last time, if I remember correctly, the turkeys pretty much manhandled the crickets. So, you got to be able to manhandle the Cazadores. You really got to slow down that hot streak of Biscuit Basher and Trent Williams. You really got to hold down, you know, these guys that are, you know, coming off of a hot game, hot few games against the Crickets. So uh, that's the key. Keep, you know, you took three or four from the Mad Pandas. Keep the pressure on, you know, you want to be able to go into that series, the following series, the final series of the season against the Turkeys, with either a tie, you know, for first or maybe one game behind or something. But you don't want to be three games behind because that's going to be a lot of ground to make up against the toughest team in the BHB. So hopefully for their sake, they can turn it around. But uh, we'll see. Uh, but the final series that we'll talk about is the Mad Pandas and an international man meets. I got to tell you, for the Mad Panda side, being the owner of the Mad Pandas, we got to get off our ass. <laughs> I mean, that's just all there is to it. I mean, we got we just got smoked by the top team in the league. I mean, it is what it is because they are the top team in the league, but we got to show up. I mean, Peter McLongfellow had a bad pitching game. Um, you know, Tiki Rodriguez showed up and pitched a great game, but just the offense just had nothing. I mean, our offense was absolutely trash and that falls on Donnie Dickshot. That falls on me. You know, I'm, I'm one of the leaders of this team and I got to get my head out of my ass. I think I got it so far up Darla's ass that I'm stuck there, which is, I mean, it's a nice place to be. Don't get me wrong, but it's also not a great place to be because we are we are third team in the in the BHB. We're going to be a playoff team, hopefully, and we got to make a push against the man meets in order to elevate ourselves as one of those top teams in the league. You know, people say that the Mad Pandas are dangerous, but I mean, last week we looked like tame little pandas. We look like tame little cubbies. I don't know what the hell a baby panda is. I'm. Or, baby panda is i'm guessing it's a cub i don't fucking know but uh i'm going to assume it is so for the man meets though i mean i mean you're nine and 23 i don't really know what else to really say but you gotta you gotta you gotta have 
you got to win some ball games here to show that you're a legitimate team. You know, I know that they're kind of going south and there's some rumors going around about the structure of the team and how everything is going there. Um, you know, some players are obviously going to be leaving next season for expansion, going to L.A. or New York. But you just you got to show up as a team and play ball. I mean, that's just all there is to it. I mean, you took one game from the steamers last week. Everybody, I mean, including myself, I mean, I had you guys trying to split the series, you know, win, at least win two games against the steamers. But um, obviously that did not happen. So for the man meets, they've really have just got to show us that they could play. You know, you don't want to be going into next season with the expansion, two new expansion teams and still be the bottom of the order. You know, you want to be one of those top guys. You want to be a destination that people come to. So hopefully they'll be able to turn that around next week and show that they can be legitimate in this, in this league. Um, and we know they can, I mean, they have some great players. Howie Felcher snatch is a great player. Uh, you know, and right now I'm kind of losing my Rob Masters is a great player, but I think he's going off somewhere else. So um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of players that are good. Bart Danielson is a good pitcher. So they have some pieces that really could make sense and really like take them and elevate them to the next level. But right now they're just not doing it. So um, hopefully that thing will turn around for them. But as far as like for the mad panda sake, no, I don't want them to turn around. I want to be able to take four games from them so I can elevate myself in the playoffs, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, so we're going to be getting into the next segment right now. It's time for the dick shot money shot. Yes, it is the dick shot money shot. What this has become is something that you do not want to put any money on. <laughs> you just don't want to put any fucking money on us. Cause I'm telling you, my, my dick shot money shots are horrible. Uh, last week, the dick shot money shot was that the, um, the man meets would split the series with the steamers. And I, they won game one. I had a little bit of hope. I told Darla, I even made a bet with Darla. I said, listen, uh, if I get to get the dick shot money shot, in this week, I said, you need to be doing something that you have never, ever done before. And she was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I said, you're going to have to take a vanilla nasty. Um, if you don't know what a vanilla nasty is, go look it up and then come back to me. Tell me if that's what you want to see Darla do. So I so the you know, I started looking, of course, they, they didn't win the second game. Um pissed off so i started looking towards this week for the for the dick shot money shot and and really for me it's i don't even know where to go with this i mean there's so many there's decent series um you know the turkeys and the crickets i mean there's a lot of implications there that could be an easy four game sweep you know the crickets could come and play who knows um the cazadores and the steamers is going to be a great series and you know the mad pandas and the mammies could be a good series as well so uh you know how we've been playing lately i mean the mammies could come and take three or four from us who knows uh so not really sure what i want the dick shot money shot to be um so in a rare and weird fashion because <laughs> i'm just trying to think of outside the box here i am going to go with the man meets again that's right i'm gonna be like pete rose and bet on ourselves not only i think i think what they're gonna they're not gonna win the series but i think that they're gonna take two games from us um I know it sounds horrible and I'm, and I'm going against all of me, you know, trying to bet, you know, I'm really trying to bet against the mad pandas, but there's no easy bet with the turkeys. I mean, I could say, Oh yeah, the turkeys swept the series against the crickets. That's dick shot money shot. No, you know, these are tough calls. These are, these are supposed to be tough calls. Um, 
out of the out of the ordinary calls and nobody probably in their bright mind would ever say, hey, I'm going to take I'm going to bet that my team is going to lose two games. Um, But I just I just have a weird feeling about it. So my dick shot money shot and a shocking dick shot money shot is going to be that the man meets split the series against my mad pandas. I know people are going to come to me and be like, what the fuck are you doing, Donnie? You know, I'm going to probably have Ricky Rodriguez and, and Aaron Ozare and, and, and all these guys hit me up in the Mad Panda clubhouse going, what the hell are you doing, man? Going against the, going against your boys, but I'm not going against the boys. Trust me. I think we're going to take two games. Truly. I think we're going to win the series, but if I have to call a dick shot, money shot, I'm going to say that the, uh, man meets are going to split the series against the mad pandas. So we'll see how that goes. I'm trying to think outside the box. Maybe I'll get a dick shot money shot, right? One of these days, but I doubt it. Um, but like I said, that is the prediction for this week. It's time for league rumors. So this is the league rumors. Uh, so uh, there hasn't been a lot going on this week, but I was sent a direct message by somebody who wanted me to make a final statement um, from the New York Empire. So this is going to be coming from the New York Empire. But uh, the official statement says that the New York Empire was saddened by the sudden and unplanned departure of Big Al. Al was a committed GM who will be missed, but the team has moved forward. We have reloaded, but we will always welcome Al back if he ever were to return. Empire on. So Big Al... I traded him to the turkeys, not knowing anything that was going to happen because, I mean, he was in chat every day. I mean, all day, every day talking to people. Um, You know, he is a player that, you know, if he does come back, we'll obviously welcome him back with open arms. Maybe not in a mad panda slash desperado uniform, but um, obviously he could be welcomed with the the New York Empire. But, uh, you know, it's a shame, really. But, um, you know, I'm really surprised that we're still talking about this guy. He must have had that good of an impact on the league. But, um So this is the final time that Big Al will be mentioned on the show um, unless he, you know, gets a hit or something maybe in these games. But I'm going to probably say I doubt it because I don't even think he even played this past week. Um, I think he was benched, actually. So probably good for the turkeys to do that. So, uh, like I said, not a lot of rumors going around. Um, In this segment, though, if you guys ever want me to say something on behalf of your team or behalf of yourself or whatever you want to do, let me know. Um, I would love to be able to read some of that stuff. Uh, You know, it's kind of like, you know, going through and reading you know, general chat, it seems like it's turned into a, basically a tombstone gif war in there. Uh, you know, obviously every five seconds you scroll up and there's gifs of, from the tombstone movie, by the way, tombstone, one of the greatest movies of all time. Let's just throw that out there. Uh, but there's a lot, there's a lot of tombstone references, tombstone and, uh, nacho (laughs) tombstone and nacho libre. So, uh, two fantastic movies, obviously. Oh, man, you hear the music. The lights have dimmed in the office here in the Irvington ballpark. That means it's time for a little Darla time. Uh, you know, she's been she's been doing pretty well this week. It's it's a short week, obviously, with the holiday. Um, you know, we went to a lot of cookouts, had a great time. Um, 
a lot of chicken involved, obviously. So this week, you know, it's, she's she's actually had a, a hurt stomach. Uh, you know, I think what happened was was when she ate some of this chicken. I believe I'm not totally positive, but I believe there actually may have been a live chicken part of it. Not 100% sure, but uh, she she ate that entire thing of chicken and just, you know, it was the box. Obviously, the box that Dong loved so much and not just Darla's box, wink, wink, but the actual box greased up full of chicken. She got it from Popeye's Chicken, wherever she got it from. I don't know, Popeye's, churches, you know, uh, anywhere that serves chicken, she goes and raids in places. The shrimp house is doing pretty good. Um, you know, I finally got her convinced to stop eating shrimp for one week. That way we can actually sell some to our customers and make some money. Um, but that didn't last long. You know, once the chicken ran out here at churches, she decided to raid the shelves in the uh, Key West Shrimp House. So very disappointed in Darla. And that's why uh, she's got the stomach problem. So um, not good. But, you know, like I said, you know, like I always tell her, you know, you got a stomach ache, just roll over, baby. I'll take care of it. So, uh, you know, we still, of course, had a little Darla time. Uh, so I do want to thank everybody for coming on to the show today. Um, checking out the BHB tonight. This is episode six. Please go show the love. Um, obviously, you can hear this on Anchor if you want. You can also hear this on Spotify now. Uh, so, you know, show the love. Give it a favorite. Follow it. Do whatever. Um, as soon as the episodes are uploaded to Anchor, they automatically sync to Spotify. So you'll be able to, if you have it set up, you can actually get a notification of when this drops. So go and check that out. A um, couple things. Uh that I just kind of want to mention, like I said, want to give a shout out to the stats team once again. They've done a terrific job picking up the slack of where our old stats team left. Um, there may have been some of those guys on the stats team from before, but there was one guy that was really taking it over, and, and then he decided to, to go. So give a tremendous shout out to those guys. They've done a lot of work. They really have done a, a lot. So kudos to them. And another kudos once again to the big man. Uh, you know, his. I always look forward to hearing the commentating and then I find out, you know, something's going on where, you know, he can't make it and commentate. So uh, it always kind of saddens me and Darla a little bit. You know, she looks forward to it. I think she really likes the big man's voice. Um, that kind of soothing to her, you know, as she swallows all that chicken down her gullet. It really just you know, it really hits her soul. So she's really missing you. I really miss listening to you when you broadcast the BHV games. So hopefully next week you'll be able to come back. You'll be able to do a lot of games for us. Uh, and then we'll go from there. Um, one more thing I do want to mention uh, is that, you know, at the end of the season, it's going to be two weeks away, but I want to do a playoff special. Um with a member of each of the playoff teams, be able to get into whether it could be a Google Meet or a or a Skype call or however we want to do it, and just talk about the playoffs, talk about the season, get get myself plus four people involved. If I have to represent the Mad Pandas, that's cool. If not, I can get somebody else from the team to do it. That's fine. Um, but I want to be able to just get you know, a playoff preview, what everybody thinks is going to happen in the playoffs. What has been a key highlight of the season? Who wants to bang Darla? I mean, we could talk about Darla all we want. I imagine at some point during that conversation, Darla will come up, but we'll see. Uh, So if you are interested in something like that, please reach out to me. I'm trying to put this together. I know that the past couple of weeks, you know, we've only had one interview on the show, which was with mafia, um, you know, and it's just, 
you know, if people don't reach out and give me a definite, yes, let's do it. I could do it on this day. Uh, you know, it's, it's really hard for me to kind of schedule it out. So if you are interested in being on the show, don't hesitate to reach out and tell me. And if I don't respond back, get in my DMs and say, Hey, listen, take your tongue out of Darla's cooch and listen to me for two minutes. Get me on a show. Let's talk a little bit of BHB. Um, just, just tell me, just tell me, I, it's not going to matter. I mean, Darla might get pissed. She may roll over and fall asleep, but you know, she'll still have them clothes off. So I'll just get right back to business after I talk to whoever it is about wanting to be on the show. So once again, thank you for coming to the show. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like it. Be sure to follow it. Be sure to love it. And I will see you all next week on the BHB tonight. <laughs>